Good morning, Trinity Youth. It is Friday, March 1st, 2024. This is Dave. And Haley. Happy March, everyone. I hope you enjoyed your leap day. Today we are thrilled to welcome a guest onto the podcast, a third-year leader, now with high school guys. Pretty incredible dude, if you know him. The one <laughs> and only Danny Ungaro. Welcome, Danny. Woo-hoo! Thank you very much. Good morning. Thanks for the coffee. And thanks for the dad jokes. The dad jokes. They really, you, they really wake you up. Do you, do you have a dad joke for us, Danny? Um, well, I just heard about so many from you that I don't know <laughs> if I can really follow those up. Uh, something about uh, trees and leaves and, and things like that. Well, um, we'll go with the, so it was this. It was, you, do you know that Jesus is divine? <laughs> I can't even respond. If Jesus is divine, what does that make us? The branches, baby. The branches. Let's go. That was a live on-air uh, high five from uh, Dad to Future Dad. <laughs> this That's has been amazing. my last five to ten minutes. Has been this dad joke just circulating and continues. So welcome to my morning, Trinity Youth. <laughs> what a great morning! <laughs> it's, it's been a deep joy watching Dave and Danny's joy. They get a huge amount of joy from dad this, jokes. This is what Danny and I do when we get together. It's it. I will admit it's been toilet jokes in the past. We were really good at those. Wow, yeah, um, grateful that I missed those. We have flushed those from our system. <laughs> we're moving on. Wow. So, uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, Danny, so awesome you're here. And as Haley said, yesterday was leap day. Whoa. This is a leap year, 366 days this year, fe- 29 days in February. That's what's up. I know, it's amazing. So in honor of leap day, a fun question for you, Danny. Just like February 29th is like getting a bonus day every year, I think we'd all love an extra hour in the day. So, Danny, if somehow the Earth's axial spin were to slow so that we have 25 hours in a day, what would you do with that extra hour? Really good question. I think people have been trying to answer this for generations. I think for me, it has to be... it has to be a combo thing because you can't just do one. I can't just do one thing for that hour because you feel like you're getting the extra hour, then you got to fit in a bunch of different things. Kind of maximize it. So I would, yeah. So I'd definitely try um, probably just a combination of different things that I'm working on trying to get better at. Um, maybe practicing some sport I play or practicing the martial art that I do. Um, What's the name with of your martial art you taught us? Aikido. 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 I, I had an experience when you. you taught yeah, us yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Japanese uh, self-defense art. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd probably go that route, feel a little bit more uh, fulfilled in the day. Um, would probably help me sleep better, too, so that's a better way to, uh, to to work into my sleep schedule. So that's what I would go with, personally. So wait, where would you put the hour, though, at the beginning of your day, the Ooh. end of your day, middle? Um, oh, I would put it um, – I'd probably put it at the beginning of the day because I already have a horrible morning routine, and it's hard for me <laughs> as a uh, as a not-morning person. So I feel like if i got an extra hour to build up before uh-huh. work or whatever else I'm doing sure. in the day, it would definitely help with that. Okay. Okay. That's where I would go. For sure. Haley, extra hour? I used to think I was a morning person. Like, I would wake up at, like, 5 a.m. and work out. And then I realized, mm-hmm. like, I'm just tired. What am I doing? <laughs> and so I'd like to think I'd be, like, an hour in the morning to read more. But really, it's probably, like, an hour at night. I'd probably, every night, this is so nerdy, I would drink my magnesium that I drink for my muscles at night that helps me go to sleep. Oh. And then I would mm-hmm. do yoga after I oh, drink nice. it and then go to bed. That's magnesium great. is the new melatonin. Yeah, I, d- I actually is need a magnesium it? supplement myself. Yes, it's it's getting into everything. Mm-hmm. My PT recommended it, and I trust Monique with my life, so <laughs> I'm taking that. <laughs> Dave, what would you say? Man, so if you Enneagram out there, I'm an Enneagram 7, which is the enthusiast, and you want to do all the things, so this is really hard for me. Uh, Could yeah. go a lot Committing of directions. To. 
It would def it would probably be with a uh, a hobby, just like Danny said. So when you start answering, I'm like, yeah, I know we're the same wavelength mm-hmm, on a lot. Mm-hmm. Honestly, what I need is one more hour to sleep. That's what I actually need because I'm already trying to fix fit everything in. But how fun would it be if we kept with 12 hours, 12 hours, and at noon there was just this hour where everybody just stopped. They had that in like Spain, right? Like they all go home and nap. Yeah. 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 So it was just, it was nap time everywhere or it was dance, dance, party, party time (laughs) everywhere for one hour in the middle of the day. It's like an untimed hour. I mean, it's timed, but it's not one o'clock. It's just like a break. It's Mm -hmm. midday, midday hour. I do like that idea. And, and yeah, just culturally, everybody would stop working. That would be some fun at Trinity. We would have a wild time. I don't, I just feel like (laughs) it would be so fun. Yeah. Good reset in the middle of the day for sure. So yeah. that would be yeah. my dream. If I could uh, cosmically <laughs> slow the earth down, that'd be, that's I, would, a wise I would push for Congress to make the uh, the national midday break. Yeah, I feel like we'd be like playing kickball in the parking lot. Kickball. Like, well, <laughs> I could see our Trinity stuff being out there. Yeah. Bust it out. Yeah. Gosh. That would be, that'd be amazing. Well, great ideas all around. Danny, you're natural on the pod. Glad you're here. Thank you, thank you. To catch you up, we are in mass, bo- mass bowls. I just combined Matthew and gospel into one word. <laughs> Y'all, my first Perfect. cup of coffee is not done. Just if anyone's really worried started. about me, that's where I'm at. That. <laughs> um, we're in Matthew's gospel, following mm-hmm. Jesus on his journey to the cross. And in today's episode, we are going to be meeting a tax collector. Dave, before we read, can you give us some context? Like, what's up with tax collectors? Why is that an important job? What What's going on here? <clears throat> Well, I guess if you're trying to figure out what a tax collector was like then, imagine if someone were even a tax collector now. Yeah, the IRS <laughs> is not my favorite person. And yeah, if you're listening yeah. and you're you're an IRS staff member, you are probably a wonderful person. Thank but, you for your service. But what, <laughs> what I'm guessing, if people meet you, there's probably you probably have to do some explaining. You probably had to do that your whole life. Um, because does anyone love paying taxes? No one's like, you know what? I love getting up in the morning and getting to my taxes. Like, no, I keep on getting new letters in the mail. It's like tax information from like my right. high yield. I'm like, I have to pay on my yeah. interest. Like yes. I'm being, being an adult is hard. You got to give them those four bucks, you know? Yes. Exactly. So every penny. you can imagine that right now being a tax collector would, would carry some explaining if you were that person. It's not, people don't grow up aspiring to be that often, even though we have thousands of them in our country. But in gospel times, in the gospel of Matthew, and Matthew himself um, was said to be a tax collector. And here's why they were specifically in their own category. You'll notice in the text that we're going to read that Jesus mentions, or the people looking at Jesus mentioned tax collectors and sinners. So tax collectors don't even fit in the category of sinners. They have their own place as a really undesirable person. Um, Mm -hmm. So why is that? So the tax collectors were people who were Jewish in in um, this part of Israel, at this part in history, um, but they were hired by Rome. So Rome was the conquering empire. Rome was in charge, and they were very clever. And instead of Romans going out trying to get taxes from all the inhabitants they had conquered, they said, well, why don't we pay a lot? We'll pay a little bit of extra to some of their own people, to some Jewish people. They will collect the money from their own people, and then they can keep a little off the top. So they were seen as the worst kind of traitors um, because not only were they working for the empire that had conquered their people, they were also 
making money off of them, right. um, making like extra mm-hmm. money. So they were completely hated. They were seen as people who in some ways no longer belonged to that culture. Um, the, the, the show that's out now, The Chosen, does a really great job of depicting this if you yeah, want to see it. Nice. And the character of Matthew is one that will just win your heart over as the season goes on. So I recommend that. So all that to say, in what you're about to read, you're hearing about people who no one would expect to follow Jesus. No one would expect Jesus to go find this person because Jesus himself was, uh, was Jewish. So there's a little bit of setup. Um, and we're going to ask our guests to read. We've never done this before. But Danny, wow. what an honor. Would you be up for uh, reading our text for us, please? Absolutely. Um, wait for Haley to sneeze. She's not going to. We're going to go into it. We're good. We're good. <laughs> so Dave said this is from Matthew 9, verses 9 through 13. As Jesus wa- was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Danny, thanks for reading for us. We love having a guest read. It was the first time we've had a S3, but I do love it. Now I have can say that I do. Danny, you have a podcast. Glad, glad that's on there. He does. He's bringing some class to this, this enterprise. For sure. We're going to yeah. find a new calling here. Yeah, sure. really, you've elevated the pod. Um, Dave, you said you have some big thoughts on this passage earlier. What are you hearing? What's coming to you as we hear this passage? Yeah. Um, so the idea that I keep coming back to as we read these passages is we are following Jesus on a journey to the cross. That's what Lent is. It's a journey to the cross and then... Resurrection on the other side, the journey towards the cross is a hard one. And uh, I think it's really interesting to think about any journey that you're on, you're going to have companions. And if you thought, if you were to say, who are Jesus's companions? Like, what would come to mind first? And you might come to mind with, you know, the disciples or people who really love Jesus, people who are in the in the eyes of like the realist establishment, maybe like these are good people. <laughs> these are people who desire mm-hmm. what God wants. Um, and so you, in your own Lent journey, I want you to think about like your journey to the cross. Do you feel like you would be a companion of Jesus? And I don't know where you sit with that right now. But I think this is so, uh, it's so incredible. It's like the topsy-turvy nature of Jesus' kingdom that he doesn't go just towards the people who are, as he says, like are well. It's like the sick don't need a, the, the well don't need a doctor, the sick do. He goes towards the people who are furthest out and says, I want you to be my traveling companion. Mm. Man, that just hits me because anyone, wherever you are listening, if you're at, you're at home listening, you're on you're in carpool. Um, Jesus says, "I want you to be my traveling companion." And then he says, "This I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mercy, not sacrifice." So what that means, you know, we're we're dropping in the middle of Lent right now. We're three weeks into it, and I don't know if you um, you made a commitment to give something up for Lent and. Sometimes the, one of the dangers of doing that is you can start thinking God's like keeping score in your life um, and giving you awards or points because you gave stuff up. And that's not the point of Lent. We said it at the beginning, but it can be so easy to put a performance mentality around Lent. And so for Jesus to drop in at this point and say, what I'm after is mercy. I want you to receive the mercy of God, which is unmerited favor, nothing you mm-hmm. earn, but to know that you are beloved, not sacrifice. I'm not keeping score on what you gave up or not. Um, 
So that's not to say, yeah, we do lend, we lean into the uncomfortable thing, but to receive God's mercy, not to receive, not to earn the fact that we're like a really good Christian mm. <laughs> or something like that. So those are just a couple things um, during this this thing. Like Jesus comes after everybody. So if you feel like, oh, I'm disqualified, I'm out there. No, you're exactly who Jesus would come after. And that God's not keeping score on like how we're doing with Lent. He says, no, mm-hmm. I, want, I want you to experience my love and my mercy. And I want the sacrifices that you're doing to just draw you closer to me, but I'm not keeping score on you. So those are some thoughts. To me, that's really good news. What are y'all hearing? Danny, what are you hearing in this passage? Yeah, um, this passage makes me kind of think, uh, just looking at it this morning, is um, kind of how it points again towards the countercultural character of Jesus mm-hmm. and how he um, just yet again kind of throws away precedents and moves towards somebody who in their culture was considered maybe not evil, but certainly not a desirable person to be around. Yeah. Um, and how he, he looks through, uh, look, uh, so, you know, like, as you describe the tax collectors, um, I'm assuming most people in that culture couldn't separate the person's profession from that person's character and who they were, because mm-hmm. they were kind of tied in a sense. Like, tax collector, you're, you're obviously making choices that are going against your own people. Um, pretty much a bad person in most people's eyes. And, and Jesus saw through that and was able to separate them and say, hey, um, this person has worth and value and a whole untapped um, potential in his character that I, I see, and I'm going to pursue that and call that out in him. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool, and, and maybe how that ties into Lent, because I know Lent is useful for a lot of things, but I, I think of it as just a, another great time in our yearly cycle for um, just self-reflection and time mm-hmm. to just uh, to just sit and look and, and respond to, to things that are happening in your life. And one of those things just might be that, you know, maybe we, we have some people that we're holding at arm's length for whatever reason we think about um, based on how we think about them, um, whether or not we necessarily know certain things about them that we think about them. Mm. Um, so it just might be a, a good call for us to uh, continue to be open to pursuing um, the true character and nature of, of people we might not know so well. I know yeah. I have some people like that in my own life. And even people we do know well, maybe we put them in a box. Um, so that's those are some thoughts I have about this, but it's it's definitely another uh, good reminder yeah, <laughs> to that's see a that great uh, challenge. to see that yeah there there are people that maybe culturally aren't aren't considered people who could be in the family of God, but they're already called to be the family of God. Oh, that's awesome. Jesus has already called them. So yeah, good word. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Haley, what are you thinking? Just pretty simply, Jesus is known for who he included, not who he excluded. Mm -hmm. And that's what was really surprising to people. Um, You think of religious people, and you think that they're going to sit at tables with those who are holy and as good as them. And if Jesus didn't, like, who am I to only, like, put myself in that kind of bubble, you know? Mm. Like, I should be Mm -hmm. moving towards people people are surprised by, and people are like, oh, are you sure you want to sit with them? It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm sure I want to sit with them. Um, I'm sure I want to dignify this person, and even, like, I mean, I think of, I have friends who, like, I've walked down the street with, and I've seen a homeless person and smiled, and they've been like, Haley, like, make sure you stay safe. And I'm like, I'm going to dignify them. Like, mm-hmm, they're a person, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yep. and not to say put yourself in unsafe situations, but it is like, you know, I want to be someone who, in the following of Jesus, sees the people that, like, society doesn't see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's, that's so good. where my mind goes. Well, we got some challenges for you today. First, um, there, there's two ways that we can receive this. First, as for us, like 
Lord has mercy on us. And there's an ancient prayer that comes from scripture that Christians have said for hundreds of years. And it's just simply this. It's Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. And that is, that's a prayer we can say to remind us. It's about the mercy. It's not about the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage mm-hmm. you to do this with your hands open. And at the end of the day to know God doesn't ultimately see you, your identity as a sinner. It's just when we're feeling at our lowest, it can be helpful to just name what we're feeling. The truth is you are a beloved daughter and son of a king. That's who we truly are. But that's a prayer. So Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. And then um, be challenged. Just as Danny, as Haley were talking about, um, God invites unexpected people into his family. It's about who he includes. So sit and think. Spend some time looking around your lunchroom, your classes, or if you're at home, imagining who are some of the folks on the fringe in your school, um, in your context, and pray for them. Pray God's mercy for them, and then ask, how might I take a step towards them to actually show them the dignity, like Haley said, to say hello. Um, Pray for courage to do that. One way that you can start, that's fun, um, and I don't want people to hear this wrong, but uh, anybody who has a name tag, I love to say hello. So if you are in the checkout line, if you're you're at a grocery store, you're at a restaurant, someone has a name tag, or if they don't, ask them their name. I love doing that. And I know people yeah. feel like, that might be awkward. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we can miss out on so many good things. Um, when someone says your name, especially if you're in the service industry, it is such a blessing because so many people treat you yeah, like a 100%. robot there. So I, the disclaimer that I want to make sure to say is I'm not equating people in the service industry to tax collectors and sinners, but for us to practice showing dignity to people who we may not otherwise notice. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. it's a powerful thing. One thing you can do, and go to the checkout line, if you're at the grocery store and they have all the candy there and ask the person, hey, what's your name? What's your favorite candy? And then buy it for them right there. Like put it on the cart and then they, they hand it to you and then you give it right back to them. Mm-hmm. Such a joy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really, really uh, great way to bless somebody. So that's a challenge. Um, Danny, any parting words from you? Yeah, no, that's really good, Dave. Um, I think... Uh, I don't know, just thinking about the word mercy, I, I think that maybe strikes me personally and maybe all of us as like maybe a more intense word, like mercy is mm-hmm. more, you know, you you have to show mercy on somebody who's done something just awful and maybe equate it to forgiveness or, or something like that. And uh, I think with, with what you just said, it doesn't really always have to be that. Mercy can be something as as um, small as showing um, simple, simple kindness to somebody who might not see that super consistently throughout their day, like somebody in the service industry, right, who's mm-hmm. dealing with all of different types of customers with people who are in different um, moods or mental states when they're talking with them and just um, showing kindness, looking people in the eye, I think is a big thing oh, huge. Mm-hmm. that we don't really do like a ton anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I'm even thinking about that sitting here with you guys and being like, yeah. oh, we're talking like, <laughs> you know, look each other in the eye. It's a good thing. Um, I, I think those are small mercies that we can bestow upon one another and people mm-hmm. we don't know. Um, day to day just makes people feel worthy and like they're mm-hmm. seen, yeah. which is something that's you know that we always try to press upon. So yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. Danny. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. That word mercy is just like camping. It's intense. Uh, I was it. gonna say, Dave, we didn't talk <laughs> about the outdoors in one episode, oh. and you had to bring it up at the end. <laughs> Yeah, that was a high-stakes dad joke for sure. Oh, because ten stakes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got, you got yeah, news, that's all we have. I'm gonna cut it off before the dad jokes go for like ten minutes. The camping genre, we could be, we could be in deep with that. Um, Trinity Youth, 
We love you. And as always, peace, peace be, be with, with you. you. Sorry, Danny, we didn't prep Danny, you we for didn't that. Set you up. Peace be with you. There we go. <laughs> Thanks so much.